everyone, and welcome to the Reformed Dissenters. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today, for listening to us or watching us. Uh, my name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, unfortunately, Joe Lasseter is not with us, but I am joined by Jacob Johnson back in Pennsylvania. Hello. And uh, yeah, this is this is us today. So um, very exciting to to get into some stuff. We've got a lot of stuff to do today. So very, very exciting. Um, go to our website, trdshow.net. And if you go there, we're going to talk about this in a minute. But if you go there right now, if you pause the recording and you go to trdshow.net, you will see a brand new website. And we're going to be talking about that in just a second. But grab that link. Share it with as many people as you can. We'd love for you to help us get the word out about the show. Also, send us a message either through the website, through our new contact form, or you can email us at trdshow at protonmail.com. Again, that's trdshow, the reform dissenters, trdshow at protonmail.com. Um, we have a deep dive, a brand new deep dive available, and it is on all of our pro First Amendment platforms. That includes Rumble, Gab TV, and Odyssey. So follow us on those platforms. And um, if you're looking for links to those platforms, go to our website, trdshow.net. That's where you'll find a list of links to all of those platforms. Deep dive number six is on those platforms. So definitely check that out. Jacob and I uh, broke down our final thoughts on the last book we were talking about last month uh, for the month of February and January, which was Raymond Simmons, The Confessional County. So um, definitely check that out. All right, two big announcements before we get started today. First is the CrossPolitik event in April. So for those of you who haven't heard of CrossPolitik or the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, here's a brief description of their network from their website. Um, so according to them, CrossPolitik is a community of Christians who desire to see the lordship of Christ in every corner of our culture, reigning over every politician and changing every individual for our good and his glory. So um, if you haven't, checked out the cross politic or the fight laugh feast networks uh yet you are missing out on some amazing content so uh definitely check those out go to crosspolitik.com c-r-o-s-s-p-o-l-i-t-i-c crosspolitik.com definitely check that out but on april 7th you can check them out in person here in rapid city south dakota uh the fight laugh feast and cross politic team is coming out here to rapid city south dakota on april 7th um we've got a whole bunch of guests lined up so we've comedian john brennan we've got larry elder uh gary damar toby sumter who's from the cross politic team and then the rest of the cross politic team um, and this event is hosted by the Reformed Dissenters. So um, very exciting, really cool event. Uh, we've got our, our schedule right here if you're, if you're watching us. So um, go to crosspolitik.com slash liberty tour and you'll see something that looks pretty much like this. Um, and we've got our schedule all outlined. We've got all the guests set up. So go to crosspolitic.com slash liberty tour. You'll see that link up on screen, but also in the description if you want to find that. Uh, click on the register here button underneath the second show, which is Christianity, Liberty, and Politics. And I believe the tagline is no Christ, no freedom. So um, we're really excited about this event. We've been putting this together for quite a while now, and um, we'd love for you all to join us. All right. And second huge announcement. We just released our brand new website a few days ago, so we're calling it TRD 2.0. Um, new features include easy to use contact forms. You can contact us there. Uh, we have a brand new referral program, so go to trdshow.net slash refer, and you can start earning free merch. So things like this really cool looking Reform to Center's mug, 
And if you're just listening to us, you're very confused right now. Uh, but if you're watching us, um, <laughs> this is the Reformed Dissenters mug. We've got a t-shirt, which I'm not wearing, but I should have been wearing. Oopsies. And our Reformed Dissenters stickers. Um, you can earn that free merch. And currently, that's the only way to get the merch right now is to go and use our referral program because we don't have our online store available yet. So if you want free merch, you're going to have to go to trdshow.net slash refer. We also have our new TRD weekly newsletter and so many new features. So go to trdshow.net and check out all those cool features. Also, make sure you go to trdshow.net slash refer to start helping us grow the network and help you earn some new merch. So very exciting. Um, all right. Anything you wanted to add to those, either of those two things, Jake, before like I moved on to the next set of stuff? Because I know that was a lot, but it's kind of some cool Yeah, stuff. that... Uh the fight laugh feast uh, rally is going to be really really fun yeah oh yeah i, and, I can't uh, wait yeah. yeah they they did it last year too and uh they did it here in, in rapid city um last april which was super cool so now they're they're doing it again very very exciting so <laughs> um awesome all right so this is there's a whole bunch of new stuff in this episode um, we have a brand new theme of theme of the month. So this is uh, moving into March, and our brand new theme this month is effectively giving answers for the hope that lies within us. Effectively giving answers for the hope that lies within us. So all about apologetics and what that whole topic contains. There is a lot there to break down. Um, show breakdown. Obviously, we're going to start out with the current events of the week. Talk about all the things that have happened, there's so much going on. Um, some of it good, some of it not so good, but we're breaking all of that down. And then after that, so stay tuned after that, we're moving into our brand new literature of the month, which brand new book, which is Always Ready by Greg Bonson. Always Ready by Dr. Greg Bonson. So very exciting new book to go with our very exciting new theme. But before we get to all of that, we have to talk about the verse of the week. And our verse this week is Colossians chapter 2, verses two through four. And it says, reach all the riches of full assurance uh, of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is in Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. So again, that is Colossians chapter two, verses two through four. Um, and this relates directly to our theme. Um, Bonson actually brought this book, or book, yeah, sure, brought this book. Uh-huh. He brought this verse up in his book, <laughs> in the chapters that we read this week. So when I saw that, I was like, oh my goodness, that's a really good verse. He broke that down really well. And we're going to be breaking this down a little bit later as well. But, you know, this is talking about the riches of full assurance of understanding and knowledge. All understanding and knowledge is wrapped up in Christ. All wisdom and knowledge can be found in Christ. Um, and, you know, this is being said so that no one deludes us with plausible arguments. Our only standard that we can trust, our only true standard is God's word. When we, when we go away from that standard, when we try to trust our own human understanding, our own human wisdom, and our own human mind, we get deluded with plausible arguments. So that's going to be a huge part of what we're talking about on today's show. Um, but before we get to the uh, literature segment, we have to talk about um, some of the current events that happened this week. So, Jake, I'm going to pass it over to you and have you kick it off with your current event this week. Alrighty. So my headline is 
Okay, and then there, there's the name of the Supreme Court judge, which I'm gonna, totally going to butcher, so just prefacing it. it <laughs> oh, the brand new appointee, um, yeah. Yeah, but the uh, headline is, Biden nominates Ketanji Brown Jackson to Supreme Court. <laughs> it's pretty close. Again, that, that uh, that's close enough. Hopefully terrible. <laughs> but um, Biden, as promised, has nominated a black woman to the Supreme Court. Yep. Judiciary. Yep. Lovely. And cuz that's all that matters, really. You know? Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. about the color of your skin, not the content of your character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks quite promising for the Democrats that she will get nominated. Lovely. Um uh being that the Senate holds a 50-50 seats being that Kamala Harris is the uh, the vice president, and so she has the fake vice president. Vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, however, the article did say that one of the Democratic Senate seat holders is out with the stroke and will be unable to vote. Wow. So, so what does that mean? So that means as long as one of as long as none of the Republicans. <laughs> vote for her then she won't get in wow and surprisingly the most rhino of republicans lindsey graham <sighs> i was literally he, i was just about to ask i was gonna be like is lindsey graham on that cha- on that panel by any chance like <laughs> well lindsey graham actually said he will not vote for jackson are you kidding me yeah wow he, he said that he supported her before was didn't like it and said Whoa. that he's not going to vote for her. I did not see that coming. Okay. Well, yeah. so I guess the stop clock is right twice a day. So, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> even um, the rocks cry out eventually. Wow. But however, Breyer and Breyer is the one that is getting replaced. So he is mm. he's is set to retire in the summer. Which uh the the <clears throat> Democratic seat holder should be back by then and so it would be uh, a fifty fifty. Lovely. Going to Kamala Harris. So it it's still it and I don't know exactly if the vote's gonna take place before he retires or if it's going to take place after he retires retires because so I would, I would did he get to pick his re- did he pick his retiree date i think so okay so he got to pick that how much you want to bet that he actually like set it up so that this guy would be back by the time he retires like how much you want to yeah. bet this is planned like <laughs> well, yeah. yeah almost almost definitely that's that's what's going on yeah but um yeah Breyer is 83 wow and one of the oldest judges Whoa. on the Supreme Court so he's going out and i would assume the next one to go out would be Thomas which oh is really that would i, I would stink. assume he wow. he has been there a a while man and there is like at this point virtually zero chance that we're going to get anybody as good as him i mean mm. barrett was a washout i mean there's nothing no, yeah. there and that was one of the best nominees that 
that was on the list given to Trump. I mean, during a, a period in, of time where we, I, and I say we, I'm not part of the re- Republican team anymore, but uh, the Republican ha- the Republicans had so much power over, uh, you know, nominations for judges during that period of time was the most powerful uh, time for Republicans to nominate judges. And we got nowhere. <laughs> like every nominee yeah. turned out to be utter garbage in the end. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Justice Scalia and Justice Thomas <laughs> were the best mm. judges on the Supreme Court. Yep. And Scalia, hey, Thomas is still there. Don't you dare speak in past tense. He's still there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we still got him. <laughs> so far. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Crazy. So um, do you have any information about the new nominee and kind of her background, where she's coming from? or The article didn't give much. Yeah. I can maybe provide more articles that talk about uh, her a little bit more. Yeah. And you can put that in. The I mean, because we can we can make assumptions. She's a Biden nomination, mm-hmm. or at least Biden's puppeteers right. have nominated her. So we can make assumptions that she's not great. But I'd also love to know right. some of the specifics. And it, and it does say she is Democratic. Yeah, yeah. So, so probably pro baby murder and all sorts of ridiculousness. No, definitely. Yeah. Uh, later in the article, it does say that someone revered Biden for picking her because she would stand up for be for um what was it mother's rights or something (laughs) yeah yeah yes yeah women's rights unless you happen to be the one in the womb in which case you don't get any rights yeah well lovely okay well on those grounds alone i'm already not happy at all so (laughs) exactly exactly well anything else you want to add before we move on nope that is it all right well thanks jake for for bringing that up um i know that was a a big thing um so whenever these sorts of supreme court nominees happen it's just like oh goodness this is this is just great <laughs> you know you, you take an institution that we already started out not having a lot of faith in you know our judicial system and then you you just you do this and you you plunge it even farther into the ground and it's just like okay what hope is there at this point <laughs> for our for our third branch of government so um all right so my headline is January 6th defendant takes his own life, uh, died of broken heart, family says. So I'm going to try as much as possible to cut through some of the opinions from family members and friends and just state the verifiable facts of this situation because there's a lot. This can get muddled very quickly and there can be a lot of opinions from people who knew you know, knew him. Um, so I'm going to try and get to the facts of the situation. But the main part of this is he was a January 6th um, prisoner, uh, a political prisoner, essentially, who has been in the prison system without being charged for a long time, up until now, from January 6th, 2021, until now, until he took his own life. Um, his name is Matthew L. Perna. He was a Pennsylvania man prosecuted for his 20-minute walk through the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. Uh, He took his own life on February 25th. Uh, He, in a plea agreement on charges of obstruction of an official proceeding, aiding and abetting, entering, 
and remaining in a restricted building or ground. So I guess those are our official charges that have been levied against him. Um, disorderly and disruptive content, uh, conduct, sorry, in a restricted building or grounds, and disorderly conduct in a capital building. One charge is a felony and the others are misdemeanors. So that all sounds bad, right? But as we know, they throw charges at people and justify them with the smallest or zero, you know, complete lacking of evidence or the smallest little misconstruing of facts. So we're going to get into what these charges actually, where they came from and the truth about this uh, in just a second. But charging documents said that Perna and Stephen Aries entered the Capitol at 2.47 p.m., nearly 30 minutes after Capitol, uh, I'm sorry, after the Congress adjourned due to rioting, and nearly an hour after Vice President Mike Pence's motorcade was seen leaving the Capitol, court records show. Perna remained in the building for 20 minutes, filming with his phone. Filming. Filming. That's that's what he was doing. He was filming in the cap. That's what's so evil here. Okay. Perna approached the FBI on January 14th, 2021. As soon as he heard that his photo was posted as number 73 on the FBI's January 6th most wanted list, he met with agents in his home the same day. There was his fatal mistake. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> you get a lawyer, you go through the process, you prove your innocence. You do not give them the benefit of the doubt. You assume that they will misconstrue evidence against you and guess what they have because that's what they do. You cannot trust them. You cannot trust our own judicial system. And that's why we have rights. The founding fathers didn't trust our judicial system. That's why we have rights. The Miranda rights came up as a, a direct uh, 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 direct correlated directly to issues with corruption and with manipulation in terms of our judicial system. Um, the Miranda rights came up because it was this this guy who was mentally disabled, but they manipulated this this room of cops, put him in a room, manipulated him to say what they wanted him to say, confess to all the crimes that they needed a patsy for. He confessed to them and was put in jail when he was innocent. Because of that, his last name was Miranda, and because of that, we now have the Miranda rights, which say you have the right to an attorney, you have the right to remain silent. You do not, <laughs> especially in this situation, you cannot trust the FBI. Now, we didn't at that point have all the evidence that we have now that shows how directly involved the FBI was in January 6th, but now we know <laughs> for a fact, and as my warning to you, you need to be very careful for this very reason. Um, so he met with agents in his home at the same day. Uh, he told them the Capitol doors were wide open when he approached the building and that a group behind him and Ares were push, uh, was pushing forward to get in. This is not the only case like this. And if you go to the link uh, in the description for this article, there is case after case after case where this has happened to so many people. We have video evidence, we have eyewitness testimony, we have so much evidence that shows that these people are innocent, and yet they're still rotting in a cell, facing torture, some of them facing indoctrination, some of them facing ridiculous things, lack of medical attention, we talked about that two weeks ago on the show, um, lack of food, lack of nourishment, 
It's insane what is happening to these people. It sounds like a third world country, but no, it's America. This is happening in our judicial system. So I would encourage I mean, you to even go ahead. Even uh, Putin in Russia was asking Biden about what what's going on. <laughs> what, what are you going to do with these? those prisoners? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So. Yes. Absolute insanity. So, yeah, this is just the latest in a long line of um, injustice and wrongs that have been done to these people. So, um, all right. And so, yeah, I would recommend looking up that article. It's going to be in the description, but read through it, especially the last bit is going to walk through a whole bunch of other cases that I didn't have time to get to um, that are really important. So anything you want to add before we move on to the literature segment, Jake? Nope. All right. This is like, this might have been the shortest current events section we've had in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's, we're, we're still waiting. I think there's, there's just so much that's up in the air right now. We are waiting on the dust to settle on, especially the Russian and Ukraine. Um, what's happening there. Uh, what's happening with the Supreme Court nominee. What's happening with a lot of different things. So um, next episode, hopefully, well, the episode after that, we'll have a lot more information that we can share so um all right moving on to the literature of the month uh brand new book it's always ready by dr greg bonson always ready by dr greg bonson and uh this week so he has it broken up into sections and this week we read chapters one through five which was section one now these chapters are, are very small <laughs> so as always we encourage you to grab a copy of this book you can find it on our gab page i'll link to it um, but this is what it looks like. So go on our Gab page and look for that picture and you'll find a link for that book. I would encourage everyone to have a copy of this book on their shelves. Really, really great book about apologetics and just, um, presuppositions in general and, and philosophy and, and a lot of the things we're about to talk about epistemology. I mean, this book is just chock full of some amazing stuff. So, um, yeah, so this week we read chapters one through five. So we're just going to walk through our bullet points and, and what we what we thought of that. So section one, which is chapters oh one through six, actually six takes the first couple chapters and like summarizes. Jake's over there like nodding. He's like, yeah, you messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> and you just let me keep saying five. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know if I was the one who was wrong. <laughs> You're like, is this me or you? Because something's not lighting up here. <laughs> yeah, so there's six chapters in section one. Oopsies, sorry. <laughs> um, you know, chapter six kind of just recapped everything. So I just briefly went through that. Uh, so that wasn't at the top of my mind when I put together the list. <laughs> um, so section one is titled The Lordship of Christ in the Realm of Knowledge. I, I love that title. Um, throughout the past few months, we've talked about the lordship of Christ over civil government, uh, lordship of Christ over the family government, and the lordship of Christ over the individual in terms of finding a job that God created you to do. This topic, the lordship of Christ over knowledge, not only expands on what we've been discussing this whole time, but it also sets up the premise for how we should approach apologetic situations. Um, so before I move on, anything you want to add to that, Jake? All right. Uh, so throughout this entire section, Bonson's primary focus was dispelling the notion of neutrality and discussing how without biblical wisdom, we can't possibly have an accurate epistemological viewpoint. And epistemology is the philosophical, uh, philosophical study 
or theory of knowledge. So epistemology, you're going to hear that a lot throughout today. Um, and throughout some of the other chapters, I kind of looked ahead and he talks a lot about that. So, I mean, he did write, I think, his dissertation on epistemology. So that's kind of where his head's at. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy stuff. Um, but talking about biblical wisdom and and we can't possibly have an accurate epistemological viewpoint or a study of knowledge without studying the Bible. And we're going to go through that. Bonson lays that all out very, very clearly. So anything you want to add to that before we move on, Jake? Yeah, so I do I do have a bullet point about this. Cool. And um, actually, I think I think it can fit both bullet points into this into this one uh, what section that we're talking about. Um, Bonson starts talking about in in the first like two to three chapters in this um, section, we're all talking about the myth of neutrality, which which mm. we've been we've yes. been talking about a lot. Yep. And and I just wanted to add in almost every single bullet point that that I'm talking about. I back it up with an actual quote from the book. Nice. So I just want to make sure that all of my points that I'm making are backed up by actual information that we've <laughs> taken from the book. Love it. And and I have a quote here that shows what I'm talking about. Um, and, and that quote is, they reason that truth is truth, whether it may be found, wherever it may be found. One should be able to search for truth under the guidance of the acclaimed thinkers in the field, even if they are in they are secular in their outlook. So he's saying that's what they think. This is this mm. is what the unbeliever thinks. That they should be able to find <clears throat> guidance under acclaimed thinkers mm. in each field. Yeah. And so basically that they Trust can find the experts. <laughs> by, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um and then my second bullet point, uh something that Mr. Bonson said that I want to point out is this quote here. Taking a neutral approach to knowledge has been demonstrate, demonstrated to be immoral in character. Hmm. Yeah. We can't have the ideal that anything is neutral. Yes. God wants us to carry his word through all areas of our lives. Yes. And I have that capitalized, underlined. <laughs> and bolded. And italicized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. All. Yeah. There is nothing outside of that word. Yes. Oh, yes. Everything. And exactly. And that's Van Til's quote that we love bringing up. And, it, and that's actually going to be on our merch site is Van Til's quote. If we don't press the crown rights of our of Christ into every realm, we won't have it long in any realm. You know, Christ is Lord over every realm, over everything, over uh, epistemology, which is the study of thought. He's Lord over the family, over the church, over the civil government, over the individual, over every aspect of our lives and if you don't start from that starting point you're going to get everything else wrong right because where does wisdom start what is the beginning of knowledge right the, the lord, lord the fear of the lord is the beginning of knowledge you can't start anywhere else if you don't start with the fear of the lord you don't start with scripture you don't have true knowledge so yeah 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 god's word does not stop at the church yep it does not stop at education <laughs> and it does not stop at government yes yep exactly very well said jake very good point anything else before i move on nope very cool um 
Yeah, so uh, you're totally right. I mean, the, the myth of neutrality is something that we focus on a lot. And it just seems like it comes up. And even this, it's like, oh, there's no way it'll come up. It's like, nope, nope, it, it'll come up today. You can you can pretty much guarantee that. If that's on your TRD show bingo card, I would definitely include the myth of neutrality on your TRD show bingo card. <laughs> that's, that's just the free space. <laughs> the free space. That, that always comes oh, up. Oh, right, 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 yeah. The wild card, yeah. <laughs> Yep, you can guarantee we're going to get to the myth of neutrality because it's so prevalent. I mean, it's permeated into everything and you have to address it because it's just assumed it's a presupposition, which we're going to get to in a minute. Um, so I, I really liked how Bonson discussed the principle of presupposing. Yeah, oh, here we go. All right. I, I didn't even mean to segue into this. <laughs> Somehow I did. Um, he discussed the principle of presupposing God's word as our foundation in all things, but particularly as it relates to apologetics. He talked about how, unfortunately, many Christians in apologetics will put God's word on the shelf, and that's the phrase he used, in an effort to come to the, t come to the table in neutrality. To this, Greg Bonson says on page four that, here's his quote, Satan would love this to happen. More than anything else, this would prevent the conquest of the world to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. More than anything else, this would make professing Christians impotent in their witness, aimless in their walk, and disarmed in their battle with the principalities and powers of this world, end quote. So again, just to reiterate, he's referring, all of those things come from us trying to be neutral, putting the word of God on the shelf and approaching the conversation as if that's not our ultimate standard, as if, okay, I'm going to put my standard on the shelf. I know you're not going to put your standard, your ultimate standard, which is ultimately themselves, right? Because that's what science is. It's man. Um, you're not going to put your ultimate standard on your shelf, on the shelf, but I'm going to put my ultimate standard on the shelf and battle you on your terms, which... Mm -hmm makes zero sense. <laughs> um, I'll add one more bullet point and then I'll open up the floor. Uh, Abanson then goes on to quote Colossians chapter two verses two or verses three through eight, which says um, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hid in Christ end quote. And actually that was our uh, verse today talking, talking about that. It related very closely to that. So um, this verse Bonson explains says that all knowledge and wisdom rest in Christ, rest solely in Christ. To try and approach any study or work apart from Christ is insanity. Um, anything you want to add to that, Jake, before we move on? <clears throat> yeah, that's totally true. This hammering hard that myth and neutrality that you, you can't put God's word on a shelf. It's and, and trying to, you're basically, you're in a fight with someone and you have your gun up and you just drop it and <laughs> yes. disarm their gun. Yes. Yep. Absolutely insane. Yep. All right. So moving on to my next point. Um, he goes on to discuss Colossians chapter 2, verse 8 on page 5. And he says, this is Bonson's quote, in verse 8 of Colossians chapter 2, Paul says, Beware, lest any man rob you by means of philosophy and vain deceit. By attempting to be neutral in your thought, you are a prime target for being robbed, robbed by vain philosophy of all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge which are deposited in Christ 
alone, end quote. So um, we're going to be talking more about this vain thought, vain philosophy as we go. He spent a lot of time discussing that. Um, But I thought this was really interesting. You know, beware lest any man rob you by means of philosophy and vain deceit by attempting to be, you know, when when we're neutral, by attempting to be neutral in your thought, you are a prime target for being robbed by vain philosophy of all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge which are deposited in Christ alone. So that that was really interesting. Um, Okay, I've got one kind of longer bullet point here. So I'll just walk through that and then we can discuss it a little bit, Jake. Um, But on page eight, Bonson begins a discussion around vanity of mind and how that relates to Christ's lordship over knowledge. He says, and here's his quote, in Ephesians chapter four, verses 17 through 18, Paul commands the followers of Christ that they no longer walk as the Gentiles also walk in the vanity of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance in them, because of the hardening of their heart, end quote. This leads Bonson to make the argument that neutrality is immoral, and Jacob brought this up a little bit earlier, so I'm sure we'll have a lot to to discuss there. Bonson says that we must make the decision to either have the mind of Christ, which he draws from 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16, so, you know, pause the episode and look that verse up, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 16, Uh, or, so we'll either have the mind of Christ, or the vain mind of the Gentiles, which he draws from Ephesians chapter four, verse 17. So same deal, you know, pause the episode, look that up. Ephesians chapter four, verse 17. So those are the two things, right? Have the mind of Christ or the vain mind of the Gentiles. So Jake, I'll open up the floor. Anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah. Yeah. That's like this whole idea is very, very simple. You either say Christ, either you have the mind of Christ and using his word or you don't you don't have a mind of Christ and you have a vain mind mm. of Gentiles yeah and yep and putting that into what we're talking about in this presuppositional apologetics is you either stand on the word of God as your grid work <clears throat> or you are not standing on anything yes yep. because without his word you can't prove anything to be right or wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. There is no standard left after you remove God's word. Yep. Yep. Very well said. Um, On page nine, he drives this point home. This whole discussion we've been having, he drives this home and he says, here's his quote, the Christian is completely different from the world when it comes to intellect and scholarship. He does not follow the neutral methods of unbelief, but by God's grace, he has new commitments, new presuppositions in his thinking. Therefore, the Christian who strives after neutrality uh, in his thought is found actually to be endeavoring to efface or erase the fact that he is a Christian. So when you're seeking neutrality, essentially, if you're a Christian seeking neutrality, you're trying to erase the fact that you're a Christian (laughs) because the whole point of being a Christian is that you are not neutral. You have the word of God. That is your ultimate standard. If you you erase that, you abandon that, you put it on the shelf and you say, you know what? Nah, that's not my standard for today. I'm going to argue with the atheist on their grounds or whoever you're debating with. I'm going to put away my standard and I'm going to use their standard instead or some other standard. Then what you get is essentially you've erased your Christianity. 
You've erased the fact that you're a Christian. So anything you want to add to that before we move on to our second group? No. All right. Moving right along here. Uh, reiterating on his earlier topic, vanity of thought, as highlighted in Ephesians chapter 4, 17 through 18. Look that up. Ephesians chapter 4, 17 through 18. Very good verses. Bonson says on page 21 that, and here's his quote, to walk on in neutrality, the Christian would be stumbling along in darkness. God is certainly not honored by such thought as he should be. And consequently, God makes such reasoning vain. That's Romans chapter 1 verses 21b. Neutrality amounts to vanity in God's sight, end quote. Anything to add before I move on from that one, Jake? Uh, you can go through one more bullet point. Okay. And I have, I have my <clears throat> bullet points that I would like to talk about. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, on page 12, Bonson elaborates on the reference to philosophy in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. I've heard that there are some Christians out there that are like, philosophy is evil. See here in Colossians, Paul says philosophy is wrong. <laughs> Bonson's like, all right, uh, let's address this. Um, <laughs> essentially, philosophy, that, that the, the Greek word philosophy means love of wisdom or searcher, lover of wisdom. So, Bonson says, here's his quote, Paul is not against the love of wisdom, which is philosophy from the Greek per se. Philosophy is fine as long as one properly finds genuine wisdom, which means for Paul finding it in Christ, Colossians chapter two, verse three. However, there is a kind of philosophy which does not begin with the truth of God, the teaching of Christ. Instead, this philosophy takes its direction and finds its origin in the accepted principles of the world's intellectuals in the traditions of men, end quote. And I did a word search for the traditions of men throughout scripture. Oh my goodness, there are so many verses <laughs> that directly speak to the traditions of men and how that relates to your mind and thinking through these philosophical questions. Um, it's really worth looking into that. There's just, there's so much. The Bible talks about this topic, about epistemology and how Christ is Lord over all, including knowledge. The Bible talks about that so much and we just kind of gloss over those passages. So um, I have one last bullet point in this section, but I'll wait and I'll open the floor to you, Jake. Yeah, so the two I have are a little bit like apart from each other. However, I, I, I do think they kind of fit together. Cool. And it, it's in this long line of thinking of we, we have to understand these key points hmm. um, in order to understand, like, getting closer to the end of Bonson's book, you need to first read the whole beginning and, like, the whole middle sections going up to that in order to understand what he's talking about. So you need <laughs> to understand these these first points in order to understand the later points. Hmm. And, and so just, like still hitting home that idea of neutrality and uh, a Christian <clears throat> who believes you can have new neutrality in any part of their life is assuming unbeliever ideology. And again, here another quote uh, from Bonson, and I quote, those who wish to gain dignity in the eyes of the world's intellectuals by wearing the badge of neutrality only do so at the expense of refusing to be set apart by God's truth. Hmm. Yes. Very good. And and moving on, Bonson begins to <clears throat> lay out this idea and topic of apologetics 
as we're, we're trying to slowly get into, in talking about how the unbeliever either has to say God is truth and his word is truth, or must say there is no truth anywhere. Without <laughs> yes. God, there is no truth. Yes. Uh, without his word, we cannot know anything. And again, another quote to back up my point. Uh, it is characteristic of philosophers today that they either deny that there is absolute truth or <clears throat> they deny that no they deny that one can be certain of knowing the truth it mm. is either not there or it is unreachable yes i think there i i have a typo there <clears throat> i think what it's supposed to be it is characteristic of philosophers today that they either uh not deny that there is absolute truth or that or they deny that no one can. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure actually that's that's the exact quote. They deny that there's absolute oh, okay. truth, or they deny that you can. That maybe they'll be like, okay, maybe there is absolute truth, but we can't know what that is. That's gotcha. those are their two positions, and, and they definitely do that. Um, I, I I love that quote. I wish I had been able to include it, but I already had so much. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe Jacob will grab this quote. I really hope he does. <laughs> so I'm glad you got that in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally true. That's what they do. And you have to be alert for that. You know, they eventually it all boils down to from their worldview, they either have to deny that they can't account for truth. They have to deny that there is no ultimate truth or they have to deny that they can find ultimate truth if it does exist. Right. That it all boils down to that, because without the Bible, without that ultimate standard, there is no standard. There is no truth. So, yeah, absolutely. Anything else you wanted to add? And that is it. That is it. Very cool. Thank you, Jake. That's that's a really good, uh, really good quote to make uh, bring to light. Yeah. Um, so I have one last bullet point in this section, and then we're gonna move on to our third and final section. Uh, Doctor Bonson makes note of how when Paul talks about the fundamental principles of the world, he is talking about the elementary assumptions or presuppositions of the world, and I thought this was absolutely fascinating. If we assume the same presuppositions or basic assumptions that the unbelieving world does, we have denied Christ and have exchanged the truth of God for a lie, as described in Romans chapter one twenty-five. Um, so. The, the presuppositions, the ultimate uh, or the, the elementary assumptions of the world, if we assume those same presuppositions or we, we adopt those, we've denied Christ. If, if we take on the um, fundamental principles of the world. So we, we need to be very careful of that, not exchanging the truth of God for a lie. So, all right. Anything you want to add before we move on to our third and final segment? Nope. All right. Um, yeah, this is a very, this, this show may be our shortest show yet. Yeah. <laughs> or at least in a very long time, we have not had a show under an hour and 20 minutes in a while. <laughs> so, um, but uh, you know, this is really good. I'm going to pause right now and just like give some background. Not that I'm trying to fill time, <laughs> but I do want to provide some background as to why we're discussing truth and neutrality and Christ being Lord over epistemology or, or knowledge, right? Why are we discussing this? I thought the topic was uh, apologetics. How does this relate, right? Essentially, what we're doing here is, is twofold. 
we are one making sure that our standards and our uh, principles and our uh, um, presuppositions, if you will, are are aligned properly and biblically, right? So we're we're trying to correct ourselves and make sure that we're checking ourselves for presuppositions that are are worldly and uh, like we just talked about that are fundamental principles of the world, elementary assumptions from the world. We we're, we need to check ourselves for that and make sure that that's not what our presuppositions are. That that, that they're aligned with the Bible. That that's our ultimate standard and that's our only ultimate standard, right? <clears throat> yeah so that's one two or did you want to add to that before i moved on <clears throat> well yeah just just to the point that like all it would only be a rephrasing of what you said but that through this understanding and, and this is and as this book is titled always ready we are always ready to give an account and, yes. and this is talking about presuppositional apologetics <clears throat> but and, and that's that's basically not an arguing system, but just like how we um, talk to unbelievers and, yes. and showing them the what what they actually believe. Yes, and, and that the was my what they're actually saying. That was my right. second point. So you hit that right there. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but but in this, what what we're saying is that without the Bible, you cannot know absolute truth. Hmm. And, yeah, and then that comes back to us saying. Well, that means then we need to be using the Bible yes. as our absolute truth. Yes. If if we are if we are saying that what what they're saying they have no ground to stand on because they don't have the Bible which is absolute truth, then we want to make sure that we are using the Bible yes. as our absolute oh, exactly. truth in all areas of life. Yeah, yeah. And and what this chapter actually what these five or six chapters, right? <laughs> um what these chapters do is they're actually more for us than they are for our debates with um, atheists or secularists, right? They're helping realign us with the Bible and showing us that we need to have the Bible as our ultimate standard. Then what he's going to move on to is explaining that then to the secularist, explaining that to the atheist, right? So we're grounded in the Bible, we realize that we can't use any other standard and we've we've realigned ourselves so that that's our ultimate standard that we fall back on every time. So whenever we have a question, we go to the Bible instead of science, right? Uh, and we'll discuss that more, what that actually means and what that looks like practically. There's a million thoughts just went through my head and I'm like, no, 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 no. we have time. We'll get to those. <laughs> so if you have questions though, we'd love to hear them. Um, so Send us a, an email or send us a message through our new contact form on the website, trdshow.net. Uh, but anyways, yeah, this is go this ahead. is a very big topic, huge topic, and, yeah. And I, but but I think it it's key and very important yes. to understand. Yes. And and we we need a, as Christians we need to understand it. So yep. if you, if you do have any questions, we'll we'll gladly yeah. answer them. And, yeah. And I, I hope that you have questions. Yes. Because I, I know you, I, <laughs> you should as, have questions. <laughs> you're watching this. You, you should have questions. Yes. There, there should so, be edge cases or, yeah. well, what about this? And we want to hear those. We want to hear the what about this. Yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> that's what, we're, we're, we're thinking through these things. Um, and that's what, that's what we're encouraging here. So, yeah. I, and our, our new, uh, on our new website, you know, our tagline is kickstarting your curiosity through a biblical worldview, you know, so 
We want to kickstart questions, kickstart your curiosity. We want to hear from you what questions you have. Um, if you just thought of something and you're like, well, what about in this instance, what happens when they say this? You know, like, let's talk about it. We want to hear those questions. And we, we want to study those for ourselves. Maybe it's something we haven't considered and we need to study that. We want to know those things. So there's a lot there. So anyways, hopefully that kind of gave a bit of a background. <laughs> and I, I swear I'm not trying to fill time. <laughs> But I, I did feel that it was necessary to provide some background into um, why we're talking about epistemology for an apologetics conversation, right? <laughs> like, why are we talking about philosophical epistemological questions while we're talking about apologetics, right? Like, what's happening here? So hopefully I've answered that question. <laughs> um, okay, finally, moving on to our third and final segment, what part of the reading most applies right to our theme this month and our theme is effectively giving answers for the, the for the hope that lies within us so my first bullet point adding to this discussion bonson brings up the point that we should be walking in christ in the same way that we received him i, I this was fascinating to me this is a whole new perspective and i was like oh my goodness this is this just makes so much sense um we should be walking in christ in the same way that we received him in faith Colossians chapter two, verse six says, uh, it says this very clearly when it says, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Again, that's Colossians chapter two, verse six. Greg Bonson says on page 16 that here's his quote, when one becomes a Christian, his faith has not been generated by the thought patterns of worldly wisdom. His faith has not been generated by the thought patterns of worldly wisdom. Wisdom. Worldly wisdom does not bring you to Christ. Faith brings you to Christ. God's word and the Holy Spirit brings you to Christ. So Colossians 2, 6 says, as we received Christ in that same manner that we received Christ, walk in Christ. So in all that we do now, do as unto the Lord in the way that he's told us to do it. So I was just like, wow, that's, that's really profound. That's really fascinating topic to study. Um, let's see. I have four more points. Anything you want to add before I move on, Jake? Nope. All right. So he later expounds on this on page 16 and says, here's his quote. The way you received Christ is to turn away from the wisdom of men, the perspective of secular thought with its presuppositions and gain by the illumination of the Holy spirit, the mind of Christ. That's first Corinthians chapter two, verses 12 through 16. So that's, you know, kind of, again, reiterates what I said a little bit earlier, you know, like the way that we walk now is different. The way that we act and think now, the way that we approach epistemological questions and philosophical questions is completely different when you're a new creation in Christ. We, we can't change our standards and revert back to the unbelieving world, the, the wisdom of the world, when we are new creatures in Christ. So our thoughts, our mind, and reasonings, all the, our reasonings are all to be brought under Christ's lordship. In Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, we are commanded to love God with all our mind. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, we're told to bring every thought captive to him. So our thoughts, our minds, the way we reason, all of that should be affected and based in scripture. Cornelius Van Til, Dr. Cornelius Van Til spoke to this directly when he said, and here's his quote, a little bit of a longer quote, but I, I, I think this is just fantastic. Um, 
It is Christ as God who speaks in the Bible. Therefore, the Bible does not appeal to human reason as ultimate in order to justify what it says. It comes to the human being with absolute authority. Its claim is that human reason must itself be taken in the sense in which scripture takes it, namely as created by God and as therefore properly subject to the authority of God. So I, This is like a shift in perspective, right? The Bible does not appeal to human reasoning as its ultimate authority. It doesn't appeal to human reasoning to justify itself. It comes to the human being with absolute authority. Its claim is that human reasoning must itself be taken in the sense in which scripture takes it, right? So it's like a spitting on its head, right? You know, the we can't justify the Bible with human reasoning. We have to use the Bible to justify our human reasoning, right? So, um really fascinating so all right anything you want to add i have one last point i will go over my point here however it doesn't exactly relate to okay the points that you're making but in answering this question uh and answering our theme effectively giving the hope what lies within us um i started out with with a quote and and this quote is basically talking about not not what we're answering to them, but first of all, what we're supposed to presuppose, what we're supposed to think and be before giving the hope that lies within us. Hmm. And, and so the quote is, the believer is directed to avoid philosophy which is rooted in worldly, humanistic, and non-Christian presuppositions Hmm. instead he is called to be rooted in christ and established in the faith his presuppositions must be precepts and doctrines of christ not the futile traditions of men Hmm. and again we're we're beating a dead horse but (laughs) we are not to lean on our own worldly thinking but take everything from the bible yep all we do and say must be firmly rooted in the word of God. Yep. Again, this idea and ideal is key in talking, in, in going about talking about this subject. There you go. Love it. That, there we go. That's okay. We're done. No. <laughs> that was, that was great. That is in a nutshell, the, the, the entire point, vision, focus, and goal of this of this episode and, and these five chapters of this book to, to get that yeah, six. Thank you. <laughs> six chapters. I, I, I take the five because it's like the six is just a reiteration. It's just a recap. So I'm like, all right, five with the actual subject matter and the, the final one with the recap. All right. I guess it's all in there. So I have one last point. Then we'll wrap it up. Look at this. 56 minutes. This, this is unprecedented. All right. <laughs> Um, when we take all of this into consideration, we come to the conclusion that we must approach apologetics, which is giving an answer for the hope that lies within us. Hence the name of our theme. If you didn't know that already without trying to be neutral. So approach apologetics without trying to be neutral and without playing into Satan's hands by giving up our most powerful weapon, God's holy and inspired word, which is sharper than any two-edged sword, right? We've learned that in other passages as well. Our ultimate standard must be the Bible. 
We can't even begin to make sense of knowledge or the world without approaching it from a biblical perspective. uh, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7 and chapter 9 verse 10 make this plain when they tell us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. So you can't start anywhere else. If you don't start with the fear of the Lord, you have no wisdom. That's the beginning. It starts there and then you go. That's your base. You have to start in the word of God for wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Dr. Bonsom wraps this up quite well when he says on page 20 that all knowledge begins with God. And thus, we who wish to have knowledge must presuppose God's word and renounce intellectual autonomy, end quote. So I'm just going to let that sit there. (laughs) Um, Anything you wanted to add, Jake, before we wrap up today? Again, just let that sit. Yeah, that good. It's that good whole that that last quote is what we all need to be thinking about. Yeah, all knowledge begins with God, and thus he, we who wish to have knowledge must presuppose God's word and renounce intellectual autonomy. Yep. What there again? What this entire uh, episode has been about? <laughs> yes, laying the groundwork. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this has all been about lay the foundation. Now we get to build on it. Now that we know that this is our foundation, this is our starting point, because you can't start anywhere else. You have to start here. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You have to begin here. Now we can actually jump off of that, and there's some amazing stuff that we're going to get to. I'm very, I'm very excited. So, all right. Well, this was literally the, one of the shortest episodes in TRD show history. So congratulations, everyone. We've done it. Um, <laughs> uh, so took Joe not being here. I, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so sad. We, we have some really awesome conversations when he's here. I can't wait. I think Fridays. Um, well, actually, no. We're going to be filming it this week. Um, in our next episode, we're going to have a special guest with us. So very exciting for that. And I think Joe is able to make it for that one, but Jake's not able to make it. So one of these, one of these times we're going to have actually all three of us. So, <laughs> um, yeah, past two weeks we've been Joe-less. It's been so sad. Um, but Jake's thanks so much for the awesome conversations. I mean, your awesome input and perspective on this. This has been really fantastic. Um, if you like the show, go to trdshow.net and, uh, send us a message. We would really love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today. Go to trdshow.net, scroll all the way to the bottom, and you'll find a contact form. You can uh, select from the drop-down menu whether you're sending us words of encouragement, some new research, all sorts of different options we have for you there. We would just love to hear from you and hear your feedback and what you thought of today's show. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Um, don't forget to go to crosspolitic.com slash, hold on a minute, I need the URL. <laughs> Here we go. Crosspolitic.com slash Liberty Tour. Register for that event. We'd love to see you here in Rapid City, South Dakota on April 7th. And go to trdshow.net slash refer to check out our brand new referral program and earn some awesome free merch like this here mug cool mug right i think it's cool mug uh we've got all sorts of really cool merch coming up too but i can't announce it yet because our store isn't live i'm still waiting on some other tax stuff to be done ah tax stuff so once that's done we'll actually be allowed to start promoting the store and get some of that merch out there and i'm super excited so thank you all so much for watching and we will see you in the next episode and remember everyone in all that you do do is unto the lord